Hello, my name is Rosan Abidoro, Rye for short, and you're on to Return with Rye. We're still on our series on finance, this is part two. If you haven't watched part one, please go back after listening to me and watch part one. It's right here on the page. Now, I talked about, either towards the end or in my concluding talk on part one, I talked about having an open policy as regards finance. And um, by open policy, I mean being there, being, if I use the term I used in the part one, naked, being naked as regards finances to your intended, that's a very premarital relationship, or to your spouse if you're married. That means not just in cash, that's not just what you earn or if you're doing business, not just cash, because money is cash, money is assets, money is treasury bills, money is bonds, money is properties. So everything you earn that you can term or that comes under the umbrella of money or finance, your spouse ought to know that's my standards, my opinion, and that's what I believe, and that is what I also practice. So I'm not telling you what I don't do. So um, if you you are already married and you don't do this, please listen to the benefits. I know in everything we do in life, there are benefits, there are advantages and disadvantages, but the advantages of having an open finance policy in your home far outweighs any disadvantage you want to think of. First and foremost, it removes unnecessary expectations or undue expectations. If you know your spouse or your intended ends $10 for, for example, you would work with that $10. If you have $10, your spouse has $5, your spouse has $15, doesn't matter. You add it together, you guys have $25 at the end of the day. You know, you don't have an undue expectation. You know the capability of your spouse. You know what you intend to or what you would have at, in, at the end of the month, what will come in from all the various um, 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 outlets to which you make money. You know what comes in that month and there's no unnecessary or undue expectation. Except one spouse is wicked, <laughs> where you will now expect you know, the other spouse to go borrowing, to feed your lifestyle. I will talk about uh, more about um, budgeting and all that in the next um, um, series. So, like I said in the first video, please stay with me so you get the whole package. But in this series, I'm concentrating on the advantages of having an open policy. So, one who said no undue expectation. Now, the second benefit of having an open financial policy is planning. I give an example in the first benefit. If you earn collectively, both parties, 25 you would know that in these $25, groceries will come out of there. Paying kids' fees will come out of there. Some places, not all countries, pay fees like every three months, terminally. Some pay monthly, like I pay fees for my child monthly. So you would take it out. If you need to help a relative, you take it out. You need to pay your um, utility bills, you take it out. So, you see, everybody knows it's open. This is what is available. Because, you see, uh, um, um, without planning, you will go borrowing. Without planning, you would, you would um, put in things when it, it's not clear that this is what you earn. You begin to say, oh, no, you want to go to Paris, you want to do this, where you cannot not afford it, and then you start, you know, wanting to borrow. Now, with that same money, we've seen what comes in from both parties. The third benefit is can help you make investments. I've seen people who are in an open policy relationship say, okay, one person's allowance can take care of 
maybe all the needs. The other person's allowance, we will use it as project allowance, where we fund projects, where we invest. So you see, it 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 it's open, and you can know what to take out of which fund coming from where can be used for investment, can be used for projects. Another thing is it brings togetherness because you see, once there is an open policy, both of you must sit to talk. You see, this even also helps communication. You must sit to talk, okay, how are we going to spend this? What are we doing with this? Which family member are we assisting this month? What can we do? And you must talk. So it helps your communication. It helps, you know, your togetherness. It draws you together. It brings you together. I know some of you listening to me now will be saying, so where do I get money now, you know, to do my own things, you know, to do my private things that are not bad, putting code that are not like uh, funding an excess lifestyle. It's um, having a passion fund. Um, I will talk more on budgeting next time, but having a passion fund, what I mean is this. For example, I like to do my nails. My husband doesn't do that. So he, you cannot say because we have an open policy, uh, I cannot take money to do the things I do that you don't do. Or whatever he does, he plays tennis and stuff. So you cannot now go to do that because you know there's no money for it. We have planned, you understand? So you can still put room in your planning for these kind of things. I call it the passion for where you know that, okay, your lady needs to do her hair or needs to buy stuff or whatever that are outside like collective family needs. This is personal to this person. You should create an avenue for that because why most people even also hide their things is because hide their money because, you know, they want to do things. They want to have their own privacy. I know that the fact that you guys are one flesh or something that um, you cannot do, there's not, there's, there are things that I would do that my husband would not do. So you need money to do some of those things. So it should be fueled in, you know, the passion fund and it should be put into consideration when you're discussing your finance. What do you like? Some people like traveling. Some people like, um, you know, uh, reading books, investing in books. That's private to them. It's not a collective family thing. So you should create, you know, room for that. You should have that passion fund where you're, what you love doing. Where you you what your where your passion lies, you can at least you know feed that passion, and then uh, uh, lastly, this is also what I found that that wealth, it's it's creation. You create wealth. It's not just living off your salary, or living off or having businesses. For somebody to really say be wealthy, look around the world. Most of them are inherited money, inherited wealth. So having an open policy helps you. Plan for your kids so that you know you'll be able to. Even scriptures is a good father, you know, leaves an inheritance for his child. We Africans are so bad in that thing. We just believe that oh, so far I've trained you to the highest level of education. That's all. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. You go and start fishing. I, I, I have, I have taught you how to fish. Guys, I'm not going to give you fish. When we have other families that have built up wealth and are keeping for their generations to come, so you ought to say okay. My child would come, I would give that child education, but I would give the child a springboard to stand on. So there would be something for the child to step on, you know, and continue life. Not starting from the scratch. An open policy ensures that. Because you, the man, you, the woman, you will sit down and say, these are children A, B, C, D, or A, B, C, depending on the number of children you have. 
what can we do to help them in future let's start saving so so so, so amount and also another major benefit is it helps you save because you, you even though you say, okay, let's do this for this, let's do that for that, let's take this for groceries and the rest, you will also be able to say, okay, even if it's 1% of this $25, let's save for the rainy day. Because, of course, we live in this world, but we cannot tell what can happen tomorrow. So it's good as a family to save. I know some men who save and because the wife understands that, knows that, oh, you have gotten some form of money, why are you not giving us money in the house? And the man is saving and is afraid to say it <laughs> so that the wife will not collect his savings. This happens when from premarital relationship, finance was not discussed. So she just has an expectation in her head all her bills will be paid, she can buy all the Brazilian hair in the world, she can do anything she wants to do, not minding your financial strength. So, having an open financial policy helps both partners face reality. This is our financial strength, this is what we can do, and this is what we can do. Some men will not like this, but the truth is an open policy, uh, open finance policy, helps curtail some spending excesses. You will not be able to fuel a lifestyle of having side chicks or chickens everywhere if you have an open policy because that costs money. You may not be able to have a second home somewhere where you, because we have these days where people marry, uh, do secret marriages and their, their wives are not aware. You know, own houses, build houses, or give, you know, send girlfriends abroad and do different things. You'll be able to fuel that when there's an open policy because where is money coming from now? You have to explain where a chunk of money is going to through your partner. And even for the ladies, you will not be able to also because some ladies too have side hands. You will not be able to fuel that. You will also not be able, especially this one were very guilty of it, be a spendthrift, spend anyhow. You see things you just want to buy on impulse because you know that you're accountable to someone back home and you guys maybe have um, planned or have talked about an investment to do or something so you won't buy in, on import so you see it helps curtail some spending excesses where you just wake up and you feel like buying something you buy you just wake up you feel like doing you do no it helps even in your health because some people i don't want to use the word foolishly help and forget themselves but some people you know because they have a lot of body people are saying please help me please help me your relatives friends different people you forget yourself but when two of you are looking at your financial critically you'll be able to say okay at this time we can help one person at this time we can help two people so you see it helps you even in your helping even if you're being good you're able to look at your finances critically and know what uh, um, you should help or what you shouldn't help another cause I will just bring this in but another cause of, um, of um, divorce is um, in-laws and this is because one in-law uh, um, um, a spouse, sister, or brother believes, you know, this other person is supposed to sponsor me, or supposed to give me some money, or do something. Uh, especially if you're an African, this may not um, um, be, be, this may be new to people who are not Africans. But if you're an African, you would know that when you get married, you don't just get married to your spouse, you get married to your spouse family too. So it helps you sit down and say, as we get my in-law, or my own home too, from this money, because I've seen so many issues come out with, oh, your mother wants money, my mother wants money, this one wants money, that one wants money, so no, you're giving only your mother money, why can't I also give? So all those nonsense will not come up. If both of you sit down, know that you need to take care of your aged parents, know that you have some dependents back home. From our combined funds, 
this is how far we can go. From our combined funds, this is what we can do. From our combined funds, we can cater for this or we can take it. It helps you not, you know, begin to take on things that you cannot take on. A lot of people go, especially men, become suicidal. You know, some of them just, you know, have even bad habits, bad lifestyle, going to drinking and all that because the pressure is too much on our men. So because of that, you just find that um, they even do things they sh naturally shouldn't do. Become cheap, become fraudulent, do different things just to meet up with the demands of the home front. So you see, this gives you peace, another benefit. It gives you peace of mind because you know nobody will be expecting you to bring what you do have because except you want to steal. So it, it, it gives peace in your spending, peace in your home. If this aspect is really tackled, in fact, if finance is tackled, infidelity is cut by half because like I said, you must find, for you to be a cheat, you must finance the lifestyle. Yes. So it, 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 um, it curtails a lot of things. It helps you to, to be sane when it comes to the pressures or the demands of money. So, uh, and I, I want to state here that money is a spirit. It, it, the way you, some people are controlled by this money. You ought to control money and not let money control you. I know that the Bible says money is a defense. Money is a defense city. And, and, and it's good for us to work hard to want to have money. But it's another thing to know how to spend this money. So join me next week on Real Time We Try where we talk about how to spend this money, how to manage this money, and how to budget. I expect to, you to join me every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Return We Try Live on this page. Please, if you haven't liked the page, do well to like it. And of course, the, on the comment section, you will find a pinned comment of all my social media platforms. And I'm open to bookings, I'm open to one-on-one -on -one page sessions. You can contact me on drrai at gmail.com. Thanks for spending this time with me. Bye.